In a world where it seems like there's so much going wrong, I want you to see the people who are spending their lives doing and seeing the good. Welcome to the Doing Good Podcast, where we discuss the stories of people who are changing the world in their own way. I'm your host, Carmen Herbert. everyone and welcome to Doing Good. And on the podcast today, I am excited to welcome Becky Squire. Becky has a passion for helping others build the confidence and knowledge to boldly share the gospel. She's been published in a variety of media, including the Today Show, and is a contributing author to the newly released book, You Are Distinct and Different. Becky's also the founding editor of Latter-day Woman Magazine. Becky enjoys dance roping, traveling with her husband and four children, and is a self-proclaimed cheesecake connoisseur. But most of all, she enjoys studying the gospel and discussing it with others. Becky, welcome to Doing Good. Thank you so much for having me today. And I have to let others know, because I was asking you before our podcast started, what dance roping is. Please explain it briefly to people. What is dance roping? (laughs) So the best way I know how to explain it is it's basically jump roping, but you learn different tricks and routines and you put it in a little combination to music and just kind of have some fun with it. Do you do it by yourself or is there like classes? There are not any classes that I know of that are specifically like dance roping. There's jump roping classes, but I just do it all myself. I find videos on Instagram and YouTube and I teach myself. And I'm, and I'm no expert, but I try and I enjoy it. You are an expert now because you were saying you kind of have to, for those of you who are, don't jump rope a lot, jump roping, like even 60 seconds is hard. Oh, it's so it's hard. hard. It's a lot of work. And you have been able to work up from five minutes to 30 of dance roping. Yes. And I do have to say, I'm not jumping consistently for 30 minutes straight, but I'm I'm jumping, I'm learning, I'm trying new things, I'm failing and trying again. And I I just do like 30 to 40 minutes a few times a week. Of moving your body and and learning the new moves. I had a family in my ward recently and she's like, I decided this summer we are going to jump rope. She's like, I know it's the most random thing, but I'm like, our family's going to jump rope. So she ordered Mm -hmm. the old school, you know, like the elementary school, school ropes with the little plastic the beads? You know, the plas- yes, the plastic beads on the bottom. That's what you want to start with. Is it really? Okay. Yeah. And she's been teaching her kids like double dutch and double under oh, yeah. and like all sorts. Of- she's like, we just go in the backyard and we yeah. jump rope. She's like, I know it's like just totally random. And I'm like, how fun. And, and what so a great fun. way to get kids like moving, but mm-hmm. do what you're thinking about, like, what am I going to come in? And what am I, so mm-hmm. you're not really thinking, oh, I'm working out. It's like a great exactly. active thing to do. Yeah, it's so fun. The time just flies by when I'm doing it. That is awesome. Kim, you have to look into dance roping. Okay, so Becky, you have a passion for helping others just learn about the gospel and, and understand its principles and, and share it with other people once they've continued to acquire knowledge and, and learn things themselves. So mm-hmm. I would love to talk about this magazine that you started called Latter-day Woman, W-O-M-A-N. Yes. How did the idea come about what is in the magazine and why was it important for you to launch something like this? So I love telling this story. I have been a writer for years. As you mentioned in my bio, I published in the Today Show on their website and and was featured there and, and among like other magazines and publications. 
So I've been writing for many years and I started getting a lot of questions and messages online about how others can be published. And they just kind of wanted to know how they could share their voice. And I actually started noticing in a lot of publications, they were only publishing the same voices over and over again. And not even written publications, but um, but conferences and, and things like that. There, We're hearing from the same people over and over again. And not that they have a bad message or anything like that, but, but others had stories and they had voices to share. And so I was literally just like walking the dog one day and I was outside and the thought came to me to start an online magazine. And it's, as you can see, it's not an online magazine, just an <laughs> online magazine anymore, but that's how it started because I, being an online writer, I knew all about the online world. I knew how to create websites and publish things. And, and so I thought I would start an online magazine and I would let women from all around the world submit their things. I wouldn't just choose, you know, a certain group of women or whatever, but quickly came to realize that they wanted more than online. They wanted a print magazine. And I didn't know anything about that world. So I did have to learn a lot about that. But, but yeah, so I just really wanted to share other women's voices. And that's what it is. Our little catchphrase for Latter-day Woman magazine is your voice matters. And I, I want that. women all around the world to understand that. And even President Nelson, he talks a lot about how women need to be heard. And so that's where the idea for Latter-day Woman was born. I love that. I had no idea that it was about featuring other women and their voices and how neat that women would have a platform to be able to share because it's true. You sit down with anyone. Everybody has a story to tell. Everybody is important mm -hmm. and unique yeah. and wonderful. And that's why I love doing this podcast from yeah. bakers to influencers to just regular like Relief Society presidents in my neighborhood. It's just we all have value and something important to share with the world and our stories and our life experiences matter. And we can... Yeah. It, one person can influence even just another person for good and change their life. And then that person can go out and influence someone else and we can yeah. lift each other in magnificent ways. And how cool that you feature people and women from all around the world being able to share their stories and that they have a place for that. So how do people submit their stories or is it like an article or is it like, I would just like to like a blog post? How is, what's the format? So the really cool thing about an online magazine, and we're actually able to put it in print as well, is we can feature not only articles and poetry and photography, but we also feature videos, music. We put playlists because you can do anything with, with a QR code, right? And so, oh, yeah, yes. So like this, I mean, I know that people can't see this right here, but in our latest issue, we have someone who submitted a print she designs like wall prints oh and so we put the little picture in the magazine and then we put a barcode that you can scan to instantly download the print and put it up in your house and so like oh we can do that amazing. we can do that with music and videos and anything and and we love to feature recipes and crafts and really anything that women can create we yes. want to feature that. I love that idea so much. So where there's a submission form that you go online yeah. to submit. Yeah. So if you go to our website, which is latterdaywomanmagazine.com, it's really easy to find. There's a 
submissions page. And on that page, it tells you all the guidelines. There are a lot of guidelines that you have to follow. Yes. But it also tells you like what different categories you can submit them in. Each issue has a different theme. So our last issue, our most recent one was called Choose to Stay. And it was just all about women who's who are bearing their testimonies on questions and doubts that they've had and why they chose to stay in the gospel of Jesus Christ. I'm just looking this up right now because I want to see. I Do people base their submissions um, on the theme? Like whatever the theme is, do you choose submissions that have to do with that theme in particular? Most of them do, but not all of them. So if I get, and I will have to say, I pray over every submission. And so if there's a submission that comes in that has nothing to do with the theme, but it's uplifting and gospel related, it brings people closer to Christ. And I feel like it belongs in that issue. Then absolutely. I'll include that. It is beautiful. It's a beautiful website and a beautiful idea. And, And this may seem silly, but are most of the submissions women who are members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter day Saints? Yeah, most of them are. We have had a couple who aren't, and I love featuring, like I'm not <laughs> discriminating at all. In fact, we've had a couple men as well who have been contributors. Oh, interesting. So, so I definitely love to have, you know, the variety and diversity of voices out there. That is awesome. It it So it's latterdaywomanmagazine.com. It's, it, it, it's such a wonderful idea, and especially... Why Why do you think that there is this need for women to feel like our voices do matter? Like you never hear someone get up in church and say, I just wanted to remind all the men how important they are. And that they're like, you don't, you don't hear that because it's like, well, yeah, like, you know, well, that's, that's exactly what it is. It's, it's our culture and not just our church culture. It's, society a society Um, yes yeah and it's just you know and i think we're making a lot of strides in overcoming that and fixing that in fact our in our ward our old bishop he isn't the bishop anymore but he would always on the fast and testimony meetings on sunday he would always keep track of who bore their testimony and then he would even get up and say this many men and this many women and he would invite the women to come up and he would say we need more women bearing their testimonies no way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I love that. I love that too. Yeah. That is amazing. Would he ever say, and these four people get up every Sunday. So maybe get somebody. I think maybe he told people individually. Because <laughs> that uh, is. No, not. <laughs> it, and we have, it's funny because we do. There's like, it's like the same, we have like the same, like maybe three or four people that, that get up very frequently and my son is one of my sweet little eight-year-old and it's such a fine line between and his is you know 30 seconds Mm -hmm. but we've had to hold him we've had to hold him back the last couple months like give someone else a chance but then i'm like oh i i want you to get up there i want this to be a habit i want you to want to do this so it's such a fine line between let someone else have their voices Mm -hmm. be heard and oh but i'm so proud of you for Wanting to yeah. be brave and get up there and have this become a habitual thing of sharing. It's hard. I think, I think it's different when it comes to children. Like, I would never want to tell a child, maybe not this week, but yes. you know what I mean? Like, yes. yeah. But there's some adult, and it depends too on if they're bearing a true, sincere testimony or if they're giving another travel log or 
think about it. You know what I mean? But yes, a report I'm, of their week. Yeah, but I'm glad I'm not the one who has to judge and I <laughs> tell know. people yes or no. Me too, but how neat that your bishop would recognize that and call out the women and say, we need more of you. Mm-hmm. We we want you yeah. and and feel like that they're wanted and yeah. that he recognizes that he sees that and recognizes yeah. that. Yeah, and so it's kind of, it's carried over to our current bishop as well. And, and I think it's something that our ward is more aware of that we need to hear from the women. We do. So tell me a woman that has used her voice to influence you lately. Oh, a woman who has influenced me lately. Well, I influence is a broad word. <laughs> and I positively impacted. <laughs> okay, so positively. And so I on my Instagram page, Beck B. Squire, I talk a lot about being careful about who you let influence you. And of course, everyone can influence you. But when it comes to the gospel, I I try to only listen to leaders of the church, to scriptures, things like that. I was just studying a conference talk by Sister Becky Craven from this last conference. I love her. She's so wonderful. Her, Yeah. Every talk she gives, I'm like, I love you so much. Yes, <laughs> um, me too. And so I might say her lately just because her talk I really like I was talking to a friend yesterday about her talk and just how amazing it was and how everyone needs to listen to it and study it and so I'm glad that we have women like her in the church who can influence us I love that you bring that up and that's a really interesting point especially with social media there are many voices and many people who want to influence and be loud and it's yeah. it can get really murky and confusing when there are so many wonderful Latter-day Saint women and men who are using their voices that completely contradict each other or 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 sometimes teachings of the church or and and it's hard sometimes to sift, well, wait a minute, but they're a member, so is what they're saying mm-hmm. wrong? Or well, they did this and it worked for them. So how come it, it, it yeah. that's, I don't feel right about it? And sometimes they, it's so subtle that they might be twisting the words of the prophet just a little bit. And even if they're just sharing their opinion, it's great. I share my opinion all the time. But I also tell my followers that you need to be not finding validation in influencers' words, right? You need yes. to be finding your validation from God, from personal revelation, and from the prophet. Um, so it's... Yeah, it's just a fine line. <laughs> it is a fine line. And and a few, a little while, well, during COVID especially, there were a lot of really confusing, conflicting voices. And it was really difficult. And I remember driving home, my father-in-law was governor, is Governor Gary Herbert and he, former Governor Gary Herbert. So you can imagine at the time, like we had just, our family was bombarded with why are you making this decision? Why are you doing this? And why? And and it was really hard, even though we're, we're I'm not the governor, you know, but people are asking me yeah. things and I'm like, I don't know the answer yeah. to these questions. And and not only that, but with school and with just everything and, yeah. and, and you know, the prophet asking us to get vaccinated and wear masks and, and people interpret it, well, what is a prophet mm-hmm. and what is just his opinion? And, mm-hmm. and, I, and of course, you know, not wanting to tell anyone what, what they should or shouldn't have done at, at all. But it was really difficult to know, wow, there's lots of very, very opinionated people and voices and, and what should I do? And 
I was driving home and, and saying a prayer and I just had the most over, I'm like, I just don't know what to do and I don't know what decision to make. And I had the most overwhelming thought come into my mind. Like, that's why you follow me because I will always, that's why you have a prophet. You don't have to wonder what's right. I'll tell mm -hmm. you. And how wonderful <laughs> that I don't have to make. There are some decisions I'm like, and I don't, I'm not sure. What does the prophet say? And, and what do the leaders, like you said, the women and men, the mm -hmm. leaders of the church say, and if you follow them, and I, I, I might be in the minority for believing this, but I firmly believe that when, when we follow those teachings, even when we don't understand or agree with that we are blessed. And even if, dare I say, and I don't think that this, this would happen, but even if it was wrong, quote unquote, mm -hmm. like wearing a mask for an extended period of time that some people may think, even if we're like, I don't believe this, or, or maybe this was something, even if when we follow, we are blessed. And I've seen that so much in my life. If, if, if he said, you need to wear a pink bracelet on your wrist for 10 days. And you're like, like why? <laughs> like, look at the staff. Just look at this serpent. Yeah. You know, exactly. and it's like, why that we are blessed? And, and I, and again, I don't, I don't want to, I'm not trying to call anyone out who, who prayed or, or, or mm -hmm. decided right. to do something different for themselves or their family. But I had such a strong testimony of when we follow them, doesn't it take, isn't it, it's almost a relief. Like it takes the guessing game. Like, well, what if I receive something else? And what if something's different for me? Nope. You follow the prophet, yeah. you follow the leaders, yep. and then exactly. you don't want to stress about it. Yes, exactly. Amen, amen, amen. I have this whole post like ready to publish on Instagram. I haven't done it yet, but I'll just talk about it. But I, I say that the questions that we should be asking influencers are questions like, where did you get that shirt? How do you organize your pantry? What's your favorite makeup? What recipes do you like? Yeah. yeah. We should not be asking them, is it okay if I maybe don't wear my garments sometimes? Or should I be praying to Heavenly Mother? Or things like that. Those are not questions we should be asking influencers or seeking their opinions on. <laughs> Those are for God and you. And that's it. I am excited for that post. <laughs> I am, and I will share that post because it, it's true. And I, I hope when people read something that I have written or or go to my page that they know that I am a, I'm just a normal woman like them, trying my best to live the gospel and to follow my Savior Jesus Christ. And and I know I make mistakes and do things that maybe other people wouldn't do. And I hope that I always can. I hope I can live my life in a way that when people look at me, they can draw closer to the Savior and and make good choices for themselves too. But I know that I'm I'm definitely not perfect. But for influencing, I, I, maybe you know, I hope I can be inspiring. And it it is a fine line because I don't you know. Some like, well, I did what you said that I should do yeah. and whatever. But <laughs> but I'm but I'm not a I, I'm a disciple. But I'm not you know. Mm -hmm. Uh, an apostle or prophet, and I do think mm -hmm. there is a there is a difference. There, there really is that they are a special witness mm -hmm. of Jesus Christ, and we can be influences and we can share the gospel, be wonderful missionaries. But there's yeah. when you are set apart as a special witness, you are entitled and and mm -hmm. and and it's a, your responsibility 
to share revelations mm-hmm. with the church and and yeah. to use that to to influence people in exactly. exactly in his way if I'm saying that right. So yeah. I agree okay. that like recipes and and clothes and books and inspiring things uh-huh. like check out Becky Squire with this incredible magazine and and uh-huh. here's some wonderful things that you can look at. But as far as you should be doing this or you should be doing that. Yeah. And and here's what personal revelation that I've received. It's like, oh yeah. That gets yeah. tricky. Yeah. Just really be careful when you're scrolling on social media and and taking in so much content and so many opinions. You just just please be careful, everybody. <laughs> yes, be careful. My my patriarchal blessing and 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 I just sometimes share little snippets. I know it's very sacred, but it says that Satan, this, what you said reminded me of this line in my patriarchal blessing. It says he is so subtle, cunning, and crafty in the way he proposes his activities that most of the time we do not recognize him in our lives. Yeah. And what you said, and it said, and then it goes on to say, consequently, you will need to rely heavily on the spirit and live your life in a way that can always have the spirit be with you. So you can recognize him in his many forms. And it's scary to think that he, it's not always blatant, like right, wrong, right. I mean, that would be so easy if we're like, ew. Oh yeah. So he's like, how can I very trickily, even with members of the church be like, I'm going to twist this idea. I'm going to twist this moral, this value, just enough that you're like, wait a minute, modesty and wearing Mm -hmm. the the sacred temple garment and things that he just twists a little that you're like, huh, I never thought of it that way almost almost yeah. unrecognizable but when we do have the spirit with us and we are living close and we have that daily nourishment of reading our scriptures and saying our prayers going to church yeah. the holy ghost is able to say oh that's a trick and that's what i tell them i'm in the young women's that's what i tell them i'm like it's not about the bikini it's not about the length of your shorts it's not it is about that but it's not the material mm-hmm. it's doing those things so you can live your life in a way to recognize Satan in his many forms. And if it's yeah. something as simple as putting two extra inches on your shirt, girls, darn it, mm-hmm. do it. Because it, <laughs> yeah. if, if, and, and it's not saying that you're a bad person for not doing it or, or you're not a good girl. It's not about that. It, it, it's about being able to have the Holy Ghost tell you this is right, this is wrong, because he will be so tricky and sneaky mm-hmm. And do little things that will make you just very slowly. It's like the scripture that says, he yeah. leadeth them carefully down yeah. hell. It doesn't shove you yeah. off a cliff. It's like, oop, just little by little. Yeah. You don't even notice. It's so scary. It is. So tell me about this book that you are a contributor in. It's called You Are Distinct and Different. So in talking about Latter-day Saint women and their voices and and being able to recognize Satan and be confident in who you are as a member of the church, Tell us a little about what got you as a contributor, like what, how, how you got involved in this project and what you wrote about in this book. So this is a book compiled by Kay West, and she's a good friend of mine. And she really loved the words from President Nelson and, and the other apostles saying that we need women's voices and that we need to be distinct and different. And you probably recognize that little phrase from him. And so she asked women from all over the world. There's one in New Zealand, I believe, Canada, the United States. And we each got to choose our own topic and write a chapter on it. They were all gospel related. And the 
chapter that I chose to write about is called Cultivating True Confidence. And so I talk a lot about how to truly find confidence, not the confidence of, I want others to like me, but the confidence that you love yourself, even if others don't like you, or no matter what other people think, that you truly love yourself and you find that through Heavenly Father in Jesus Christ. And so, yeah, it's just a little chapter, but every chapter in here, I've read this book several times, every chapter is so, so good. Well, without giving away too much so people can check out the book, what are some ways that you can cultivate that true confidence? Because there is something to be said of taking care of yourself and and when you look good, you feel good. And and as I'm saying this, I'm in a muumuu with no makeup. (laughs) It's like air dried from seven from Splash Summit last night. And so Mm -hmm. I'm looking beautiful saying, hey, we should take care of ourselves and look presentable. (laughs) But it's true that there it's not it, it it isn't about that and and true confidence is not like you can you can do right. that boost your self esteem and feel good about yourself but but no matter what makeup you wear or what your body looks like it that will not give you that that true confidence right. so what are some ways that we as women can cultivate that without feeling like we're just keeping up with how everyone else looks so i will tell you the i think there's four or five things main things that I talk about in my chapter, but I won't go into each one because you can get the book and, and read it yourself. But some of the things I talk about is to to cultivate your confidence is to be obedient, to keep your covenants, which I think is something that is said a lot. But I, from talking to many women myself, I have learned that we, me included, don't truly understand our covenants as much as we should. So Understanding and keeping covenant, keeping the commandments, being faithful. My One of my favorite topics to talk about is gathering Israel and specifically how we can do that online through social media, the importance of that. And I think, I think those are the main ones that I talk about here. Yep. And none so. of those have anything to do with what you're wearing or how much nope. you weigh. No, nope, not <laughs> at all. And do you truly feel, and have you seen this in your own life, that those things actually do boost your confidence and self-esteem? Absolutely. In fact, one of the greatest compliments I received, it was before I I wrote this chapter, but it was one of the things that helped me decide to write about confidence, was a friend of mine who hadn't seen me in a long time. We met for lunch and I like you were just saying, I was not cute. I was dressed, just my hair wasn't done. I had hurried to this lunch and whatever. And afterwards, after we had talked for an hour or so, she said to me, you know what? I love how confident you are. And I was just like, what What do you mean? And she's like, I don't know. I can't put my finger on it, but you just exude confidence and love for yourself, but in a good way, she said. And So that was just a really good compliment to me. And it made me think a lot about what are the things that that I have learned over my life or that are different when I was in high school, which I don't think I was confident in high school. What are the things that have changed? And I think that truly it's a real understanding and continuous learning of the gospel and my relationship with Heavenly Father and what my purpose is. And like I was telling you before the podcast started, understanding your spiritual gifts is something that can truly boost your confidence because it helps you understand your purpose in life and how you can help others as well. 
I would, oh, I would love to talk to you a little bit about that, understanding spiritual gifts, because I do think that that understanding what Heavenly Father has blessed you with and knowing His confidence in you mm-hmm. would be the biggest confidence booster. Like, this is what I bless you with because I know that this is how you can be an influence in other people's lives. What I've given you, really quick going back to developing that, and I just want to be just say amen to what you said about developing confidence, not only in yourself, but confidence in the Lord, which I think is is the strongest confidence that you can have, confidence to stand in front of Him and say, yeah. I am doing everything I can to to live a, a good worthy life and that he can have confidence in you knowing I trust you. I, 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 I trust you to be a good example and, and that I'm going to bless you with answers to prayers and things that you need because, because he can have confidence in us as well. And I, and I will honestly say the times, one of the times that I felt the most beautiful and I, I would say confident in my life is right after I received my endowment for the first time is a little engaged 20 year old girl and it was a week before my wedding then i remember receiving the temple garment and waking up the next morning having just you know slept in it the night before feeling like my mom and <laughs> and i woke up in the morning and and i walked by the bathroom to grab something and 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 i just saw this flash of white and and i stopped and i looked at myself in the mirror wearing my temple garden temple garment and it made me emotional. I started crying and I, I, I looked at myself just again, sleep hair and no makeup. And I felt beautiful. And, and I knew that was because of these brand new covenants that I had just made. And, and I felt this, this, the endowment of power upon me. And, and I just want to echo so strongly what you said when we go to the temple and we listen to the initiatory blessings. Mm-hmm. and the endowment power and blessings do we really believe them because they are miraculous they are incredible the blessings mm-hmm. that come with wearing the temple garment with the covenants you make i think mm-hmm. do we truly understand what that does for us in our life and how could we not go forth with confidence after that yeah. and the more we go and the more we hear those it's like these are, this is an actuality. It's not, this is nice. This sounds, this is, mm-hmm. this is actually what it's is real. Us. It's real. Yeah. And, and I, I absolutely agree with you. And I think that, like I said, there's a lot of us who don't truly understand the power and blessings that we have access to from our temple covenants. And if we all studied and went to the temple more and understood those covenants, then man, what a difference women, but everyone as well can make in the world. Yes. And a, a huge difference. It, it, and so using those inked differences that we have and our, and the spiritual gifts that we've been given, what spiritual gifts do you feel like you have been blessed with and how have you been able to use those to bless the lives of those around you? So one thing that I always tell women, because I, I, there's a lot of women who message me and say that they don't think they have any spiritual gifts or they don't know what they are, um, is I tell them that obviously there's a list in the scriptures. Doctrine and Covenants 46 has a whole list, gift of healing, gift of tongues, gift of 
testimony, faith, things like that. But there are so many more spiritual gifts. There, that, that list in the scriptures is not a comprehensive list. In fact, I have on my website a little, a little, it's 72 spiritual gifts that you can, like a cute little printable that you can download to kind of give you some ideas of, of ones that you might have. But one of mine is the gift of a listening ear. And it's funny because I, I love to listen to people's stories. I love to talk real, uh, personal, deep conversations with people. But sometimes I have people come and people that don't even really know me very well, and they'll come and just unload and vent, unload their personal problems and things like that. And this happened just last week. And I told my husband, I was like, she talked for two hours and I didn't get a single word in. And he just said, you are so good at that. Oh, kind of made me stop. And I was like, because I was kind of complaining a little bit, you know, but it made me stop and think. And I was like, yeah, that that is one of my spiritual gifts is I'm a good listening ear. And I feel like I make people feel heard and loved. So that is a wonderful spiritual gift. I, I feel like I have a, a similar gift in listening to people and and my my in-laws call me the family Oprah because people will just tell me things. Yeah. And so and I and, and I maybe I maybe pry. I'm an open book. And so for me, I'm yeah. like, well, the more we share, the more we can it's connect true. and love each other. And some people are like, too much. Like sometimes my husband will say, Close your book. Close your book. <laughs> like if you're like, How are you? I'm like, Well, awful. Here's why. And you're like, I don't really necessarily wanted to hear everything that's going on in your life. But that that is how I reach out and connect with others. And I love when people open up and, and reach out to me because I feel like, how else do we truly know each other than if than yeah. if we share and, and aren't we just all here to help each other home? We're all here to, just to help each other on our journey. And I love that you bring that up because you think, oh, listener, what a great gift. But it oh, yeah. truly is to be someone that others can turn to and, and to have someone like that in your life that someone feels like, I know I can always call Becky if I'm having a hard time and she will hear me and listen to me. What that is an incredible gift in someone's life. Yes, I think so too. And so I think finding those less obvious spiritual gifts is so important for every person. And if you don't know how to find your spiritual gifts, I was just going to ask that. (laughs) Yes. One of my favorite tips is to look at me if you have a patriarchal blessing, look there. Because I I got mine when I was 14. So that was a long, long time ago. And it wasn't only until just a couple of years ago that I sat down with it, specifically looking for spiritual gift. And so, you know, in mine, and I think probably in most people, it will say, you have the gift of blank. And that's kind of the verbiage that mine has. You have, you are blessed with the gift of this and that. But so I highlighted those, but then I also went back through and just highlighted every adjective, even if it didn't say the gift of. Oh. And I noticed that there are like probably 10 more, 10 to 20 more that I hadn't recognized as spiritual gifts, but they for sure are. And so that's a great way to find many of your spiritual gifts. And people can go on LDS.org and you can request copies or print off a copy that you can mark up of your patriarchal blessing. And I, that I've never even thought of doing that, like, like highlighting or mark, do you do it on your blessing itself? 
Yeah. Uh, what an amazing, that is such a great idea. And, and at certain times of your life, even when you are praying about certain things to maybe highlight answers that come to you or gifts that you have at certain times in your life, and maybe sometimes certain gifts will show up stronger than others. Oh, yeah. What trials you're going through or what you need. Yeah. The scriptures say that Heavenly Father can and will bless you with gifts if you desire to have a gift pray for it. I did that about four and a half years ago. I prayed because I, I really wanted the gift of, of the knowledge of the scriptures to be a scriptorian. I wanted to be a scriptorian just like my mother. And so I prayed for that. And guess what happened the week after I prayed for it? I got called to be the gospel doctrine teacher. No way. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, oh, no, here's your chance. That was that was one of the most terrifying callings that I've ever had. But I learned more about the scriptures in those four years than I ever had previously or since. That is amazing. Uh, Heavenly Father, I know they say sometimes like, be careful what you pray for, but he will. He will give you yeah. <laughs> either the gift or the opportunity to develop right. that. How neat. Uh, I, I think it's a great idea to, to read you, your patriarchal blessing, to pray. And then I would also add, start start living, living the gift that you want to have, like the gift of family history, being yeah. close to your ancestors and 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 being mm-hmm. having spiritual eyes to see. Just start doing family history work, yeah. attending the temple more use, often. Use them. Use them. Exercise those muscles that you want to have, those spiritual gift muscles, and 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 they will get stronger. And I I always like to tell my boys that. When, when we, the Lord, the Lord loves effort. And when we put in a little bit, he gives us so much and he, he yeah. wants to bless us with those things. He wants to yeah. give us what we want and, and he'll sometimes do it in, in ways that, that stretch us a little bit more or help us grow. That isn't maybe so straightforward, like here you go, but mm-hmm. that he wants to be able to have us see, because that's how we that's how we connect with others and bring them to the gospel is by using those spiritual gifts. Exactly. So Becky, tell us a little bit about where people can go to learn more about you or, or you, you mentioned your Instagram, what kind of things do you, do you share there and, and, and how do you inspire others through that? And do you have like little daily tips that you share with people, messages that you share where can people go to learn a little bit more about you or if they w- would like you to come speak to Relief Society groups or firesides? Do you ever do things like that? Yeah, I do that all the time. I've got a bunch of young women camps coming up this summer. Fun. Um, and I love speaking. I speak mostly on spiritual gifts, but I actually have a page on my website. If you go to beckysquire.com, you can find how to book me to speak, what I speak about. You can find, I have a little spiritual gift quiz on my website. So you can take that like one minute quiz and find out what your spiritual gift is. And then, yeah, on Instagram, I'm at Becky Squire and I share tips about how to find your spiritual gifts. I share how to share goodness online. That's one thing that I talk about a lot and encourage others to share goodness online because we have been asked by a prophet to do so. And so, yeah, I just, I, I try to like have a lot of fun on Instagram. I share like really funny, maybe not funny, maybe just funny to me, videos and reels and things like that. But yeah, BeckySquire.com is where you can find me. And then the magazine is LatterdayWomanMagazine.com. 
Awesome. And I'm I'm just looking at your Instagram right now. And for those, because it is a podcast and you can't see, you, yeah. have, the, you have the cutest haircut ever. Oh, it's, thank like, you. So, you are just so darling. And you are so funny. And so like the reels that you share and that you do, they are just uplifting and funny and and good. And we do, we do need more good, positive Latter-day Saint voices and, and women who are willing to defend and stand up for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and its values and standards. And we can share goodness without having to bear a testimony every time we post something or yes. be so serious, like, or just go to my all the time. Yeah, you can just yep. have fun and spread light and goodness, and people will take notice of that, and they'll say, "Why is she like this? What can I do to to be more like that? How can I learn?" And hopefully, they'll find the gospel through you. I love that so much, Becky. I'm so grateful that you took time to come on the podcast today. Tell us a little bit about and and tell us a little bit about spiritual gifts and and Latter Day Woman magazine. And thank you so much for all the good you are doing. Oh, thank you so much. Thanks for having me. I love your podcast and so grateful to be here. Thank you. I am Carmen Herbert, and I'm so excited to tell you about an amazing app that my whole family loves. It's called Our Turtle House, and it's full of literally thousands of hours of full-length talks, just like the old talk on CDs or talk on tapes, from some of your favorite Latter-day Saint speakers like John By the Way, Mick Johnson, Hank Smith, me, and a ton more. Plus, there's podcasts, firesides, devotionals, come follow me resources, and entertaining content your whole family will enjoy, truly, all in one little app. And you can use promo code doing good, all one word, at checkout, and you get a full month free. So check it out and sign up at ourturtlehouse.com. See you soon.